The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. I'm here today with my co-host Brendan. Today we have slightly different guests on the show. Uh, we have The Merchant with us. Uh, you may know him by many names, but he is uh, attached to the Carl DeLinden YouTube channel. He was a member mm-hmm. of Death Kids, and he's got a lot of cool fantasy stuff in general going on. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hello, sirs. Hello, my lords. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so... Uh, do you want to just tell people a little bit about yourself, what you do, and uh, what you're into? Um, yeah, well, I guess the main thing is me and my uh, my younger brother started up. Uh, we were in a band called Death Kids, and uh, actually starting in the mid-90s when we were, well, we, we were always playing music because my parents were both musicians, so, you know, they're always just instruments around the house. But yeah, when, when we were about, when my brother... Carl DeLinden was nine and I was 11 was when we uh, actually went and recorded like uh, a real album and, and stuff and uh, and got to tour around America. Not like real long tours, you know, we were just kids, but we would uh, do like little mini tours and um, play with all our favorite death metal bands of the 90s, like, you know, like Deicide and, and all that type of stuff. So that's, you know, where it started. Um, and, and now uh, and now he does his twitch channel where we do lots make lots of uh little fantasy movies and uh and uh and music fantasy music and videos and uh yeah we just released our um uh an album like a few months ago and that's just been put up on spotify and and, and everywhere so uh yeah that's like the main the main stuff awesome it's, I, I was I always find it interesting how much of a segue there is between extreme metal and uh, fantasy stuff. This I is know, such right? A, that, uh, connection. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, for me, those two things. And I remember, you know, I used to be really into just death metal, but then I heard the band In Flames, and they had uh, they had these songs where they were playing like these really fantasy sounding or or almost like video game sounding melodies with like extreme kind of death metal and. Those the combination of those two things has been like my favorite thing to get into, and I've always I'm always looking for like the next crazy thing like that. Right now, I think my favorite band out there, even though I'm really frustrated with how he's he's like never releasing music, but this band Winter Sun really freaking. I know out. Winter Sun, yeah. Oh, you know them? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been following them since they had the first album. Um, Me too, man. I am absolutely obsessed with that first album. I think it's like a the best masterpiece ever man i the drumming on there is absolutely unfreaking believable and it annoys mm-hmm. me how how jerry you know the main dude is uh yeah. he's programming the drums now and he's freaking <laughs> and 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 he's just well I mean, you guys know i'm sure how he you know he's never releasing music he says he'll take the music to the grave with him if we complain he's he's just he's kind of crazy but i guess that's maybe why he's so good sometimes it's coming across it's coming that? across as a little bit scammy though because he did like all those yeah crowd- oh. crowdfunding things and then he's just yeah. never delivered a product with all the money people gave him he's like it's coming, i know it's coming i know me and my brother went back and watched that far seasons documentary he did where he said if we make half a million i'll be able to buy my compound and then we'll be able to make and release music constantly and then mm-hmm. that happens he gets his the money 
And then There's he says, nothing. no, I said there has to be three more of them. We need way, we need way over a million, so there has to be three more. And so, I, well, where is even that? Yeah, it's frustrating being a Winter Sun fan, but I just can't deny how freaking legendary uh, those, yeah. the, the first album in time were. Yeah, and I, I just didn't he say, he's like, oh, I'm working on the following one. I'm like, why don't you start working on the one that you already started? Like, can you right. f- finish one thing first and then... I, I know. he. <laughs> yeah, he put up a post on Facebook that said something like, six albums in the work and he in yeah. the works and, and he showed like this one's 10 percent done this one's 50 <laughs> yeah, that's what i'm talking like, about yeah yeah just finish <laughs> one of them man please yeah. you're gonna be like 50 something years old soon and you've released like two and a half albums at best <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's frustrating but man is he good though yeah um you were saying you're looking for the next weird thing i have an album there yeah. that you should definitely check out i'll send it to you after this Oh um, hell yeah! I love finding new stuff. I did. I did the PR for it actually. It was. Oh, uh, really? It's kaiju themed, uh, symphonic oh, yeah. black symphonic black metal, but instead of symphonic elements, they use completely Nintendo sounds. Oh, I would probably love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like video yeah. Games when mixed I with uh, kaiju. yeah, when I I you know I would uh, I really loved uh, Final Fantasy as a kid. So again, like. Uh, you know, Nobuo Uematsu, the the composer. When that, yeah, the idea of mixing that kind of style with metal was just the, the dream, the dream team mashup for me. And I always look for new bands like that or try to make music like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So fantasy wise, what are your inspirations? Like, what? Uh, where do you draw your ideas from? Well, I really like uh, those '80s fantasy movies. I feel like the '80s had the best fantasy movies, and and never and since. They just don't make them like that great anymore. Like, uh, um, you know, like never ending story and labyrinth yes. and Willow and uh, I know Dark I forget. Crystal. Oh, Dark That's Crystal, it, uh, yeah, Dark yeah. Crystal, yeah. It's, uh, I love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The only fancy movies that come out, and I don't know if it's just because I'm old and man, they just don't hit the same like they used to. Like. Uh, I remember when Lord of the Rings came out. I know that's old as hell now, but even that, I was like, man, they just don't make them like a uh, never-ending story anymore. And then you watch stuff like Rings of Power, the new Lord of the Rings series, and you're like, oh my God. Oh God, I couldn't even do it. I watched <laughs> yeah. like five minutes, and I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to try this. I watched it begrudgingly, but I uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was rough. <laughs> yeah sometimes I, I give up on things a little too quick and then like years later like ah, i guess it wasn't that bad i don't know if this will be something like that but it could be i mean objectively if it had been like not lord of the rings and it was just a general fantasy show i'd be like yeah yeah this is fine but it's yeah. like you're working with a legacy like that you have a different standard you have to work to exactly mm-hmm. and yeah like some just because uh some newer <laughs> viewers who want to watch it don't care about the lore that deep you know because there's people who will be on those posts about when they're promoting that stuff people saying wow this goes completely against the books and the and the lore and token took so much uh effort in making such a deep rich history and so you know yeah. some of the old school real fans get annoyed and these new people say stuff like uh you're just hating on it and yeah who cares why are you obsessed with trying to keep it like that it's like well how can you not understand that they just really like the old stuff and want it to be like respectful to the original thing you know to his legacy yeah, yeah. which he, he built he did yeah. it for a reason everything he did was intentional yeah like without him there wouldn't you wouldn't be able to just go and make new stuff using the name to, you know so yeah 
the one thing I like, I'll cut them some slack on because I learned this and just, uh, I was kind of like, oh, okay, they explained some of it is they didn't actually get the rights to a lot of stuff. So um, oh, really? they had to actually kind of fill in a lot of gaps with stuff they had to just pull out of thin air. Well, oh, uh, what kind of stuff? I don't know. Um, so just, uh... I, I actually, I talked to, um, I've talked to him a couple of times now. He's a CEO of a different company after VFX, but he used to be the head of global distribution for Amazon uh, in that department. And he was the one that helped oh, put wow. the show out there. Um, yeah. And he, he asked me what I thought about it. And I told him, and then he uh, said, <laughs> I, I was diplomatic, um, but he said <laughs> that uh, the family, the, the, the estate didn't grant the company full usage of various parts of uh, oh. books. So they like, wow. you can use this part and this part, but not these parts. So they had to fill in all this stuff in between with stuff they had to kind of bubble together. Wow, that's really interesting. They should have, I don't know if they should have or not. I don't know, that stuff gets so crazy. I have no idea how it works. But if I knew that, I would have been more forgiving, I think, a little bit. Yeah, uh, exactly. That should be common knowledge. Like, because I think a lot of yeah. people would be like, all right, I'll cut them some slack now that I know that like they did the best they could in some, in some cases. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my um my wife works for a company that's in the VFX industry. Um, so I've been to a couple of their like uh, social events and met some really interesting people in the in the industry. That's really cool, man. With when we do these uh these little lore videos that we make, I I'm always you know talking to Carl about uh how I want to, you know, because we can do some basic VFX, but I'm always saying like let's try you know hiring someone better than us and get some crazy VFX in the next one. I've oh I've been saying that for so long now. I'm sure we will one of these times. It'd be pretty that'd, fun. That'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah. I love it, nice VFX when it's done right. I don't like VFX as much when it's on the like the used for like people's faces. I feel like that's the one place where it kind of falls short. But man, when they use it for backgrounds or anything else, I love uh, really nice VFX. Like I'm such a fan of that stuff. I tried to get into it myself, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was a little beyond me, and I kind of gave up pretty quick. But uh, yeah, I love that stuff. It's really cool. It's crazy yeah. how much effort, effort goes into it. It's, uh, yeah. And there's people who do jobs that no one even thinks about. Like uh, yeah. one, of, one of the dudes I met who works at that company, his only job is crowds. That, like that's big it. crowds. Wow. That's it. That's all he does. Damn. Yeah. And, it gets so specific. That's insane. Yeah. Crowds and like swarms. So he like, he does crowds, like flocks of birds, uh, swarms of bugs, like you know multiplying things and making them look as if they're individual that's so uh, crazy yeah yeah really like cool. yeah that's yeah when i got into when i tried to like learn vfx i i think i started realizing like kind of stuff like that like wow there's people who specialize in such small pieces of this and i'm trying to learn it overall to do something good and it's just i, I would probably have to do it every day for so many years to even be decent that i was just like i'd rather just try to you know find someone and hire them to help us out i think yeah yeah it's i mean the cool thing is it's getting easier to do without having to have like a studio and stuff there's so many like cool yeah. technologies and softwares and things that yeah you can really learn to do a lot of stuff at home now which is awesome yeah 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 there's a lot of cool um like i'm always seeing this facebook ad where you can just drag and drop some really cool looking vfx type stuff like big robots and monsters i don't know if there's monsters but yeah, it is getting easier. That's really cool. Like, uh, I'm gonna, I've been meaning to like try some stuff like that. Yeah. We'll just quickly change subjects to music just for a minute. Um, sure. talking about your band, Death Kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. How did that come to be? 
Um, well, yeah, well, me and my brother just always were drawn to the instruments in the house. We were always uh, messing around, pretending we were in bands, you know, making like mouthing the words the motley crew and stuff like yeah when i was like a like five i'd always be walking around with my little sack of cassette tapes and you know i loved motley crew and stuff like that and uh and yeah we were just always both huge music fans and just like my parents and uh and it just happened naturally and you know when we were like i said like when we were 9 11 we decided to try to actually do a, a band and uh you know, yeah my dad took us to the studio in uh upstate new york called uh pyramid which is where a bunch of our favorite bands recorded like uh propane and the song actually the song uh pony by genuine that that one hit yes. wonder from the 90s was actually made recorded there That's a lot cool. of I've stuff seen, i've seen that yeah. live actually by him really yeah 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 it was fun <laughs> yeah isn't that a great beat though like in great yes. production, especially for the 90s yeah it's great yeah i think so that was uh this guy alex perialis yeah who also did propane which we loved that um and uh so yeah, it just happened like that, you know, and then uh so we recorded that CD and then we were playing uh uh my dad was doing all the the work of like you know advertising, getting the shows and everything obviously. And at first we had one of our friends playing bass. It was a pure kid band. But um then you know when doing too many tours, his mom started getting annoyed. He she didn't want him missing school for this. So right. my dad ended up becoming our bass player. So it was two kids and our dad, you know, That's and right. uh, yeah, and we played, um, you know, we uh, yeah, we played so many great shows. It was so fun. Uh, we played like the Milwaukee Metal Fest three years in a row. That was probably I don't if I had to just pick one thing that we did. I think that was maybe the most significant. We played tons of shows, but uh, there was like there's a lot of people at the Milwaukee Metal Fest. And uh, yeah, that was really great. Yeah, we just yeah, we played tons of shows and we recorded two albums um in the mid in 95 and then 98 and then you know we weren't exactly kids anymore people always used to be like are you gonna be the death adults when you in a couple years and stuff like that <laughs> but uh that's not exactly why we didn't like give up because we were adults. it just kind of just kind of happened and then and me and carl started uh branching out a bit more in the type of stuff we're into like we got really into iron maiden for a couple years we were we were like purely into just death metal growing up mostly and uh then getting into iron maiden we then we started a band called in red and recorded an album at that same studio with you know more clean singing and more uh melodic type stuff i guess yeah so then we did in red for a while then in 2016 or 18 we did like a, a death kids return album mm -hmm. uh you know even though we're not kids at all anymore but and then uh yeah and and so that was death kids and now and then uh yeah last thing we did was that carl delinden album just switch gears completely from death metal to like uh epic fantasy like heavy metal stuff yeah um yeah well uh kind of like the in red stuff actually wasn't very fantasy at all it's actually a bit like a little punk and but uh yeah it was just a, it was a new i think you know i think my brother enjoyed doing trying doing some clean singing after okay. just doing a that, I think if uh, that was the thing that made uh, Death Kids the interesting, I think, because we weren't like virtuosos on our instruments. We were good for our age, for sure. But my brother at age nine, when his voice still sounded like a, a totally little kid, he was able to freaking do an actual like 
crazy sounding death metal uh, scream or growl or whatever. Yeah. People used to, that was like the main thing that people would tell me. And I always, people would ask me, like, do you have an adult on the side of the stage doing your brother singing? What, how, what's going on with that? I know that he's not actually doing that. It, it was weird in hindsight when I watch it. It's so weird to see a, a little nine year old actually doing like low, like the deep death metal growl stuff. That's awesome. Really cool. I mean, it's like a, it's a super unique thing that you guys had there. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly thanks to, you know, my parents being so cool and just helping us along, supporting us in every, in anything we did, you know? That's cool. Did you, uh, did he take voice lessons and stuff or just wing it? Yeah, no, we didn't take any lessons at all. Uh, at, we had a, a, our neighbors were in actually a pretty uh, talented band. And we took like, I took a few drum lessons here and there from him over the years. And, and I think my brother took a few guitar lessons from the guitarist, but that's it. No, he didn't take any singing lessons. So uh, yeah, no, no real lessons or anything. I did try to teach myself when I, when I was like 20, I kind of went back and started kind of going by the book. I want to improve a lot. So I really was, practicing a lot and learning off youtube and stuff but no yeah no real lessons though that's awesome were you guys like uh like getting on stage for the first time in like a big crowd like all like nervous or, or anything like that or were you guys just like let's go yeah surprisingly i don't remember ever being very nervous i don't i don't know i can't speak for my brother but i don't know yeah for me it was so fun to be able to yeah. get up and play in front of people like you know you play all time in the basement to no one and then all of a sudden there's people it's just to me it was just really fun nice did the um like all the 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 patrons and like the crowd the people that were there like all like respectful of like um like you guys being like little kids or are they like yeah yeah, it's, I guess I don't mean I don't I, I don't know if this in my experience it seems like metal fans are generally pretty nice people and uh, right yeah we were never I never felt in danger or anything everyone was always really respectful sometimes people wouldn't like us and like they felt like we were a gimmick and we were just getting to do what we were doing like playing the Milwaukee Metal Fest and stuff like that just because we were kids and that annoyed some people but there was never anything serious uh, mo almost everyone was really cool. Nice. I don't know you, if Yaz uh, told you about this, but uh, do you guys know the band Testament? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we played a show with them at this place called The Roxy on Long Island in New York. And uh, they we were opening for them and uh, they cut our set short or someone did. And I, I was a kid. I'm like 11, 12. So I don't really know exactly how it ended up happening. But uh, they cut our set short. And basically, the Testament's crew ended up beating up my dad, who was playing bass for us at the time. Like, there was this, it turned into this insane brawl, like tons of people rolling downstairs. And so, yeah, my dad got beat up by Testament's crew. That was pretty insane. That's an awesome story. <laughs> yeah, I think his knee is still messed up from getting pushed down the stairs or whatever was going on. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Um. Who else have you shared the stage with? Like, who are some of the people you've played with that you you consider like the bigger names? Um. My man, like every every band that we ever liked, like um, I could just basically just list every awesome 90s death metal band uh oh wow Side, cannibal corpse six feet under death uh suffocation um 
man i don't know like yeah like for me like literally any band any 90s death metal band we got to play with. and then later on and when we were playing in 99 we even got to play with like children of, of bodum and uh and in flames like you know when, it's, when i was getting into the the more melodic metal stuff so that was really cool to uh you know to get to play with them as well yeah that's amazing that's also so cool i'm a massive death metal like old school death metal fan so i'm very jealous oh that's, that's awesome uh, <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> yeah man like i think of all the death metal bands you play with glenn benton from dsi was really freaking cool to us every anytime we saw him he was so cool to us we uh caught him do a full set uh at mdf last year and he did uh legion in full yeah. oh that's amazing that was the first album that i had from them that made me really get in i think once upon the cross was like my out favorite album for the longest time that's a Chris great barnes album. was a bit of a dick actually that's not surprising in the slightest he, um, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I was trying to think was anyone ever an asshole and he's the only one he wasn't an asshole but he was the one who didn't he said something like uh stay in school and stop doing this something weird like that yeah. i don't know he he wasn't he was like the only person yeah yeah everyone else yeah it was like glenn benton was cool as hell and chris barnes was probably the least cool and everyone that's, else is generally really cool that's super on brand for chris barnes <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> i know not yeah no no surprise there <laughs> Um, yeah, Brandon wasn't really like a big death metal dude, but I, I took him to uh, MDF last year and he com completely converted. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah well, we used to, we played there a few times back in the, I guess, the mid to late 90s at the Maryland Death Fests. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. They had the, they had one um, two years ago. No, was it last year we went, Brandon, or the year before? Uh, it'll be 2021. Yeah. Oh, 21 we went. Yeah. Um, like right after COVID was the first one back and the lineup was just like absolutely <laughs> stacked with nineties legends. It was like, I remember uh, seeing that and thinking, man, I want to go to that. I wish I did. It was crazy. I don't know how they got that many cool names. It was uh, everyone from like Demolic to Deicide, Triptychon. Uh, they even brought back Hellhammer for, for a set because uh, Triptychon was there. So it wasn't that hard, but yeah, it was sick. Yeah, that's, yeah, I know. I remember seeing that lineup and just, I, I don't know why I didn't go to the, I don't even live that far from Maryland, so I was, I'm pretty pissed at myself I didn't go to that. Well, there's one next year where I've uh, got our tickets already for that one. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Are you, do you guys, uh, you, you're coming from Australia? I live in San Diego, but I, I moved here from Australia. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm on the East Coast. Oh, oh all right. Yeah, I was gonna say, damn, man, that's a that's a long flight. I mean, the Maryland <laughs> Death Fest is awesome. It's a, yeah, that would have been crazy. But yeah, yeah, that's really cool. If the lineup is anything like uh, like the it, the one from twenty one, I'll definitely be there. It's different, but it's also absolutely stacked. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I gotta check that out. The uh, I think they still have some tickets available, but a bunch of it's sold out already. Damn! Wow, I'm too much a procrastinator. I miss out on a lot. We didn't even see the VIP go on sale. That was a going like before we even noticed they'd announced it. It was yeah. I was like, let's check this out. Like we gotta keep an eye out for it. And then I was like, have you seen anything in a while? And I'm like, nah, I haven't seen anything. You know, like nothing. And then um, we looked, and yeah, it was it. It was all done. It's when is that happening? Uh, that is uh, May, isn't it? May, end of May, May twenty third or something. Uh, wow. And it's already wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big one. Um, let's see. Let's pull up the uh, 
list here of who's playing so you can see why it's sold out so fast. It's uh, 1349, Abath, Ahab, uh, Archgoat, Octeris, uh, Ornoir, Vols, Bloodbath, Bolzer, Broken Hope, Carpathian Forest, Cenotaph, uh, Coffins, Cryptopsy, Defleshed, Dismember, Dragon to Sunlight, uh, Forbidden, Gorguts, Grave, Grave Miasma, Imperialist, um, let's see. I'm only reading some of them. There's so many more than that, but more. Yeah, yeah. My, my dying time. bride, Noctum. Oh hell yeah! Damn, we used yeah. to play with them a lot. My dying bride back in the '90s. Oh, that would be sick. Back when they were like and broken this. hope. Broken hope. Oh sweet, that's awesome, man. Uh, it's got yeah. uh severe torture, primordial, spectral wounds, skinless, spirit possession, tankage. Uh, vermin womb, vomitory. Yeah, that's some of them. There's <laughs> so many. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's so crazy that a lot of these bands are still going. We used to play with uh, this band Pyrexia and uh, and internal bleeding. Like almost every single uh time, they every single time that I have a death metal band at this place, the Roxy, it would be us, Death Kids, and then Pyrexia, then internal bleeding, then the main band. I think I know Pyrexia. Yeah, they were awesome, man. They were underrated. Like they didn't never blew up too much, but um, yeah, they were like a, a local band. But man, they were freaking really good though. There, we, me and Carl just re-listened their album the other day. It's one of the most iconic uh, death metal albums to us, and uh, I don't know how they didn't get bigger. I think they're so good. That's the um sermon of mockery, right? That's what. Uh, it's called sermon of mockery, right? The one from the nineties, from ninety three. Uh, the one that I know best, I think it was called Hatred, Anger, Disgust. Oh, that's the EP. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not, I don't know. Like, I knew other ones, but that's the one I always think of, and I think it's the one I listen to the most. They were on Unique uh, unique Leader at some point, it says. That's kind of cool. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was later on, I think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I lost a touch of so much of what, hap- what, what goes on after, like, 2000. So, yeah, I'm pretty out of the loop on a lot of things that are kind of newer they actually looks like they brought out an album this year damn but, really? uh back in june wow that's crazy i'm definitely checking that out right when i get when i get off here i'm going right to there <laughs> it's called uh system of the animal 25 well i could have sworn that that was a, a song or something that they had back in the day i wonder if it's a a re-release or something yeah like a re-release or a re-recording or something or just i don't know that name that sounds so familiar or something from them i could be wrong though i was gonna i've never actually listened to these guys oh yeah i I remember the song i remember the song system of the animal i have it i have in my head yeah yeah that's crazy oh it's a it's a re-release so they had an album yeah. in ninety in ninety seven called System of the Animal. Yeah, that was a freaking great song and and an album or whatever it was. Yeah, I loved that. Okay, I have heard their twenty twenty one album. I completely recognize this album cover. It's got like a giant. Uh, it's got like zombie chimpanzees destroying humanity. Wow, oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I have. I haven't heard that, so I'll check that out. <laughs> it's, it's called Gravitus Maximus. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. great. Man. Um. So, Brendan, I know you always have some questions about local stuff. Do you want to ask some of those? Yeah. You're in Long Island still, right? No, actually, no. I'm in uh, Virginia now. Yeah, I had to leave. Like, everyone, so many people, all my friends, and and it seems like 
people are just leaving Long Island like crazy. And, and yeah, I, we did too. I didn't want to, but uh, now that we did, uh, it's, not, it's not even a big deal. But yeah, moved to Virginia like 10 years ago-ish, something like that. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so are you, uh, you're still active with the, um, any other bands at all or? No, I pretty much just, uh, drum for, uh, the music that my brother makes. It's kind of always what I've done. And every time I'd go play with another band or something, it just, it just felt weird. And I never, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I pretty much just drum for whenever my brother makes music. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. Um, have you, uh, I guess, uh, is there any like real cool breweries around that way? Like I don't, I, when I think of Virginia, I really, I don't know, like nothing really pops into my head. Uh, I don't, I'm more of a, a, a good old cannabis smoker than a drinker, but I know okay. that there's stuff like, uh, like the Guar bar is, is around here. You know, you know, the band Guar, they have, they made their own bar and, uh, Huh. Besides that, besides that, I don't know. Nice. I actually um, know about the guava. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd it's like cool. right when I moved here, Dave Rocky died. So like we thought we'd move here and at least get to maybe meet Dave Rocky because, you know, we both like Guar a lot. And uh, but he died like right when we got here. So we, we ended up going. He had like this crazy Viking funeral thing. And like within a, a week or two of moving here, that happened. So we went to that. That was crazy. Damn. Yeah, he's a legend though. My brother yeah. really likes Guar. <laughs> um Well, I guess with uh like uh, cannabis and whatnot, is it um are you guys recreational around there yet or no? Apparently. I ended up just starting to use the Delta eight and ten or whatever, like the legal <laughs> stuff. Uh but uh it, but it works just like just like normal stuff. So I've just been using that and but then someone told me that it's legal to have up to an ounce here, so I didn't even know. Cause I'm I'm just fine with the Delta Eight stuff. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's been legal in Connecticut for a little while, so it's pretty cool. Get to yeah. hang out. California California is pretty well established. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wish there were shops Coast. all over the place. Like that, yeah, yeah, that's that's West- sick. It's like uh, those guys that will pave the way for everybody, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Finally, man. I got, I got, harass- I got in trouble, you know, several times for tiny bits of weed. Yeah, back in the day. So it's like, now it's funny because it's like, it's legal, right? And like, we're like, oh, well, we can't, we can't smoke in the car. We, we gotta, we're gonna, we're gonna smell like crazy. And it's like, wait, fucking cares <laughs> i know i know i can't get used to that i know right it's like uh I, I, I had someone saying imagine like trying to convince your kids when you're older that you had to meet a dude in the parking lot to buy weed <laughs> yeah right? like, what, what do you mean you can just go to the store amazon delivers it <laughs> yeah. right 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 <laughs> yeah exactly all right it's like someone like gets out of jail that like you know had these like really harsh marijuana laws and then you're like they get out of jail and see like signs for like weed at a store you know it's like i've read a i've read a story like pretty much that exact scenario guy was in jail for like 30 years or something crazy i don't know exactly how much he had what he was doing with it but no matter what he was doing imagine how frustrating that is you're spend your life in jail for this plant and when you get out it's legally advertised on billboards and stuff 
Right. It is just some bullshit. Yeah, truly. Yeah. They they deliver it. Like you never have to leave your house to get it. They can bring it to you. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It, I, like the the way it's become is absolutely it's 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 kind of cool. It's kind of yeah, cool. about it's about freaking time, man. I mean, even when I was like like so young, I was like, I mean, I think it's like clear that alcohol is like more damaging for your health and and society for society. Yeah, so I just if right. if, you, if you really want weed illegal. And you don't, and you're, you have no, and you're totally cool with alcohol being fully legal and available everywhere. I don't think you're being totally honest about it. Right, right. It's funny too, is like the stores that are around here, like, um, you can't see inside of them, you know? So it's like, you don't know what you're walking into, you know? It's like all the glasses, like, frosted over, like, yeah. All of them, like, it's, it's weird. It's like, you can't see inside, like, it's just like, why is it so got to be like, I don't know, like all of them are like that. I don't know. But like you go to a liquor store and like there's like a thousand freaking beer and liquor stickers and advertisements like as you're walking in. But like this, uh, you know, the cannabis stores are like they have, I don't know, they just have to be like, shady, like, yeah, it will change once it gets federally legalized. Once that happens, yeah. it's going to change everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's still like complicated the way it is now with the some says legal some says not right yeah exactly uh when i moved here to virginia um it was you know in new york you buy whatever alcohol you want wherever but here there's some kind of thing where you have to buy it from a government store it's called like abc or something i don't know too much but i know that you can't buy certain types of i think beer or liquor but from anyone but the government store. What? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never so, heard of this. Yeah. It's kind of similar uh, in Connecticut. So you can only buy beer at a package store. You can't what? buy it or at a grocery store. You can't go to like the gas station. Like, uh, and yeah, buy it. exactly. And, I know. It's like, so weird. So the way people get around these laws is just so funny. That's they don't get like there's all people just so now, like instead you can just have wine delivered. Just, I think that you can get wine anywhere. So people just drink wine instead, you know. I, I you know, I think. I don't know exactly what's going on, but yeah, the thing with the just being you know, from the government side, yeah, I had no idea about that. But yeah. I've never been much a drinker, so it you know, it doesn't affect me, but it is interesting. Yeah. California, like, you, can, you can just get everything everywhere. Yeah. You can go to Target and buy spirits, you can go to the gas station, buy beer, like California Yeah, yeah that's how it was in New York, I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, in New Hampshire where I grew up, um, you could only buy liquor at a state-run liquor store. Exactly. And yeah. You could only you could buy beer at a at a liquor store and a gas station and any you know or just a straight up beer store. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. liquor be sold through like a yeah. It's like it's crazy. It's weird. Super strict. Yeah, it's a murky, weird rules that it's just confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't believe that you guys are fellow winter sunheads. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I said I'd never get a band tattoo, but I actually got the Winter Sun W tattooed on my chest. That's awesome. That first, that first album, man, blew me away when I first heard that. What did you think of uh, Time One? I, the first time I heard it, I was sitting there looking annoyed. And, and I remember my brother's like, what do you think? What's wrong or something? I was just sitting there silent. He's like, you know, we'd waited so freaking long for that. And yeah. the constant, his excuses. 
I don't have enough RAM. Six, we need the 64-bit revolution. Of course, all that stuff has happened and nothing has changed. But for yeah, for Taiwan, I was sitting there and, you know, that's he. I don't understand why he feels the need to mix everything. He's not a great mixer. And when yeah. he released Time, the sound is, I just, I, the first time I listened, I was unhappy because the mix was just weird. Yeah. Uh, to, it was a little muddy and stuff, you know, when he has thousands of tracks and all that, like he does. Man, you got to have a skilled pro mixer who's as good at mixing as he is at guitar and stuff. But but after I got over the, the, how the sound was a, a bit dull or whatever, uh, I, I really do love that album, actually. Um, yeah, that was yeah. that was the last one I really listened to. I actually don't think I've even listened to the forest the forest seasons. Yeah, it's it would be good from like if a new band came out with that, I'd be like, wow, they're they're really good. But as a winter sun release, yeah, I wasn't very impressed. Yeah, that, I mean, because like I kind of heard time. I was like, all right, this is fine. And then I heard another mm -hmm. one, and people were like, it's not as good as time. I was like, oh, time wasn't as good as winter sun. So probably exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse. And man, I just don't understand. He says he has like the way of the fire all re recorded and done. He just needs to mix it. It's like freaking pay someone else. Get yeah, someone have, else to mix you have it. Half a million dollars. You have half a million dollars. Pay someone. Right, we, <laughs> man. I, I being in you know in the, in playing metal and meeting all these bands and just kind of knowing a bunch of people in bands. The idea that he got a half a million and he wrote a, a comment that said, "When you do all the math, actually, with all the hours worked, I actually only got paid minimum wage." It's oh like, well, if that's God. minimum wage, then how? When every other metal band is getting is working for their negative money or something. This yeah. is like metal bands don't make, get a half a million anymore. But he was so lucky because his fans were so diehard. And but I I don't know if that'll happen again because people are just losing faith in him so much. Yeah. yeah. Did you uh speaking of all like asking for money and stuff, did you see the crypto stuff that happened this week? The what? No. Crypto? Crypto. No. They're a they're a Brazilian band with like a, a female front person who's uh -oh. like quite, quite well known. She's been in a bunch of big bands in the country. Um, oh, okay. So they were touring in the US a little while ago, and I guess like something happened. Their van got hit by a truck or something. Something happened, and they lost their van. So they did a crowdfunding thing to raise the money to pay for the van because it was rented, um, which was really cool. And then they got to go yeah. home, and they, they weren't in debt and stuff. But it, it seems like she was like, wow, it's really easy to actually just ask people for money. So this mm -hmm. week, she did a post asking, she's like, I'm moving out of ho uh, home and it's actually really expensive living independently. Uh, I don't want to have to pay for my stuff in my house. Can you pay for my fridge and my furniture to her fans? What? And, uh, yeah, it was bizarre. It, yeah. was <laughs> it, it was a miscalculation on her side because the internet just lost it. And yeah, I can imagine, like yeah. A hundred memes of her like in a cardboard box with a cup and stuff and like begging on street, <laughs> yeah. begging on street corners and all this uh, stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 that's really weird. Yeah, it, it was really strange. And then she did like an apology and she's like, oh, I, it was a misjudgment on my part. I don't know why I thought it would be okay. And I've given all the money that you guys gave me for the fridge and donated to a charity. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Jesus. Everyone yeah, like this. Yeah, Everyone in the comments yeah, is like, seeing, like only fans. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Right. So, what's that band called? Yeah. Crypta. Yeah, see, uh, crypt with an A on the end. Okay. Yeah, seeing other bands who have tried to like make more money because 
like and they deserve and you know ones who deserve more money uh they you know i've seen them not do anything i thought that that was like totally normal they would be like hey if you give a hundred bucks you'll get in this fan club like stuff that was way more reasonable sound than like the crypto thing and yet still the fans would like flip out on them like oh my god are you serious begging for money it's like man being in a band (laughs) is is tough and there's not much money at all so you going back to jerry getting half a million it's like man you do not appreciate how lucky you are to have made a half a million at once for the music you know most of the dudes I know who make music like do it at home in their own budget and then like mix it themselves and put it out online with like no help yeah. from anyone. Exactly. Yeah. Shoot, I've I'm negative money. I've never made money. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you make a little bit here and there, like you'd sell a few shirts or whatever, or CDs back in the day. But yeah. uh, overall, I mean that probably wouldn't even pay for my drum set, honestly, you know? Right. Exactly. So yeah, I'm probably negative dollars on the amount I've made from from music. <laughs> yeah um i was told by our admin yari as you know dr yasman to ask you yeah. about your uh your monkey mm, yeah uh in <laughs> i think 95 or something um my dad there was like an exotic pet shop like real close to our house and he basically just said he wanted a monkey and they got him one it was like a uh a little white face capuchin they're usually in movies because they're real smart they were uh uh-huh. like they were in ace ventura yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, i think his name was yep, spike yep. in there the little like yeah they got the white fur and and then like the black fur but white around their face so yeah one of those guys and we got him he was just a really young baby we had him in the basket and all that and uh and yeah we actually used him on like every album cover from when we got him to pretty recently actually even when we started doing in red in the 2000s and beyond we still would have him on the cover of everything we did but on the death kids album covers in 95 he was like it's him holding like an upside down cross and uh yeah he was really cool yeah i guess i've got some videos of him (laughs) that we were just watching last night that i haven't seen forever He, he was a really cool pet to have you know he got he got to like 27 28 and some some kind of health thing happened and you know so he died a few years ago but he was a, an amazing pet for when for a oh, long wow. time yeah i had him from when i was a really young kid just a few years ago so you know he lasted a lot longer than you know like than a lot of pets do and uh yeah he was right. awesome how, how do you get a monkey like that is it like an exotic pet seller or something or yeah like i guess you just have to find the right people you know this shop had the craziest animals they had alligators and freaking just weird crazy animals and so uh yeah they just got them uh some for my dad yeah that's cool that's wild did you uh like have like a big like 20 foot tall cage kind of thing going on for him yeah yeah he had like uh yeah (laughs) he had a you know basically in in the living room of whatever house we're living in he had like a quarter at least of the room just built giant cage for him to you know yeah really really big space for him i would always go in there and uh just hang out with him for long you know i'd always be hanging out he was out a lot you know he wasn't always in the cage but the cage was huge yeah is it a stereotype how much they love bananas or is that pretty accurate yeah yeah they don't he liked grapes a lot more than bananas okay (laughs) there you go (laughs) He, he used to throw grapes at people he'd stick his hand out and just You'd get hit with something. You're like, what the hell? You got popped in the head with a grate. I was in uh, Costa Rica last year. It was last year. Um, and uh, 
there's a ton of monkeys in the place we were staying because we stayed at this eco lodge and i was coming mm-hmm. out of our like little cabin thing and this i was like a nut flew out of this tree and hit me in the head and i looked <laughs> up and there was this monkey just like dancing <laughs> on a branch like he just clocked like nailed me, was it? uh yeah they're so funny man they're like petty little humans like they'll yeah. hit you with something and then when you look at them they start making like this face at you like yeah i got you or something like that Stucker. <laughs> yeah yeah you mentioned that your brother does like a twitch channel so what kind of stuff is uh is featured on there um that's pretty much like everything we do now uh pretty much revolves around that like so the last um album we did it's it's just like the carl's linden album it's on youtube spotify and all that um yeah like so we make music and or and we make these like 10 minute lore videos we call them but they're like they're like basically like little short fantasy films and then we you know we score at them and uh yeah so like all the effort uh and you know we that everything we do is basically revolving around that channel now so uh yeah, and the last album we did, this car this last Carl's Alina album is probably my favorite thing we've ever done. Uh you know, the music's it's it's actually more clean singing. It's it's like a mix of Death Kids and the in red stuff we did where it, it's fantasy yes. metal, but it's like clean vocals. Uh but uh man, the mix came out really nice. This guy you, do you know the band Equilibrium? Yes. Yeah, man, I love them. And uh the guy who does their mixing mixed this last Carl Delinama. I just love how it sounds and everything. So, um, and but and yeah, like if you uh, if you go to uh, Carl's um, Twitch channel, you'll uh, you know there there's always our music playing and, and those videos. And besides that, he does you know like retro gaming, playing old fantasy games like Golden Axe and stuff like that. It's a ton, he does a ton of stuff. He put a ton of effort into that channel and. Uh, if you check it out, you'll you'll be able to tell. Like we put a ton of effort on there. And what's the channel name? Like I, you may have said already, I missed it. But yeah, what was the it, uh, yeah, yeah. Twitch TV slash uh, slash Forest of Wires. Okay, great, awesome. Um, I think Brendan, do you have any other questions you want to ask? Uh no, I think we're pretty good. Cool. I've got one more thing to ask you then, and it's a little bit sure. of a uh, sort of a on the spot question. All right. Uh, if you were stuck on a desert island and you could only bring three CDs to listen to on your solar powered disc until you got rescued, what would you oh, take? Man. Well, hmm, well, probably, well, of course, the Winter Sun's first album. Uh, I don't know. Would it be cheating to say the Final Fantasy IX soundtrack because it was actually four discs, like four hours worth of music? That's fine. It counts as one. Okay, that's one because uh, whenever when I would go for like drive somewhere really far, that was always a great one because it's like like I said, like four hours worth of music and it's all the songs are all so unique and memorable. I love the Final Fantasy IX soundtrack, so I'd probably take that because that's so much great stuff. Uh, so yeah, we got Winter Sun, Final Fantasy Nine. If I thought about it for long, I don't know, it might change, but and then probably Time One from Winter Sun. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah, probably that. Yeah, nice. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of music between those three albums. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wish Time One wasn't just like half an album or whatever it is. But I, that it did really grow on me in time. I don't know if I I don't like it better than the first one, but uh, yeah, after I got over the the mix not being so great, I really do like that those songs on there. Nice. I mean, I it's it's something that grew on me as well, but I haven't come back to it in a while. Maybe I need to check it out again. 
And then I, I do need to listen to that the third album, which I haven't heard yet. Yeah, like Sons of Winter and stuff. Yeah, that one's it's all right. I mean, it is worth checking out, but yeah, it's certainly a letdown by his standards. But um, yeah, like the Sons of Winters and and Stars song is like kind of. I feel like that's up there with like Star Child, like one of those kind of where he's going by chapters. It's like it's such a musical adventure. Like that's a masterpiece, even if the mix isn't great and whatever. Right. And uh, lastly, if people want to check out like any of your stuff, what are your like what are your social handles? What where, where do they find it? Uh, is it just yeah. Twitch and YouTube? Yeah. For well. Definitely the main thing again is just the twitch.tv slash forest of wires. I have my own Twitch channel, but it's kind of just for uh, a few weirdos just to hang out and chat about whatever. There's really no effort put into it. I just get on there and do whatever. <laughs> but so I don't even know if it's worth promoting. But well, that's uh, twitch.tv slash one stop shop, like uh, one stop shop, and shop is spelled S H O P P E. Um, okay. Yeah, but yeah, the main thing is my brother's Twitch channel, and also yeah, and Carl DeLinden on YouTube, you'll get you can see all of those lore videos I'm talking about and hear the new album. So yeah, everything is either on is Carl DeLinden on YouTube or Forest of Wires on Twitch. And then to listen to like uh, the Death Kid stuff, is that on Spotify and all the other major streaming services? Or? Um, the original like stuff from like the mid '90s or whatever is I actually don't know. I think that I actually I think a few of those songs are on YouTube. Uh, the last like that return Death Kids thing we did is on YouTube. Yeah, that okay. uh, that was actually called Death Kids Forest of Wires. So if you look that up, that'll pop up. Yeah, yeah, cool, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, telling us all about all. Well, this is actually a bit of a, a different chat to what we usually have because we cover some different topics, but. We appreciate mm. you taking the time. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was awesome. Yeah, man. Right? All right, cool. All Thanks right, later, later, guys. Later. And then for everyone listening at home, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll have another guest for you next week. <laughs>